Howdy, folks. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad you're here. Glad you could make it. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dancefish.com. Welcome to the Wednesday night live stream. We do this every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, or in today's case, 7.02 Mountain Time. Sorry about that. Um, before we go any further, just quick mic check. The last two weeks, we've had some audio issues. Apparently, I sound like Darth Maul or Darth Vader or something uh, sometimes when the microphone doesn't connect up quite right. So no deep voice. Oh, man. How's that, Joe? Is that better? Gotta make Joe happy. <laughs> All right, good. Mic check done. Let's get right into it. So I have some exciting news, I think, really exciting that I'll get to. But first, let's talk about the giveaway. We're going to be giving away some Bolivian Rams today. Got a really nice batch in along with, um, it came with that batch of uh, African butterfly fish. Those were the two cichlids that I ordered in that uh, group. And both batches have been rock solid. I've been really happy with them. And I was kind of going back and forth, which one should I do? And how I decided was I already had a decent looking picture of a Bolivian ram. So I'm like, I'm just using that because now I have a picture for the thumbnail. So it's rams. <laughs> so that's how we decided um, uh, what we should do for the giveaway tonight. Just what do we have a picture of that's working? Okay, we're going with that. Sometimes that's just how it is here. Um, anyway, to enter that, super, super easy. Just enter in hashtag rams. That's as creative as I felt today. I thought about like, go Rams or go team or something, but I didn't want people that were not uh, fans of the Rams sports teams to uh, be like, no, never. So just hashtag Rams to enter the giveaway for tonight. Um, so I'm changing some things up with my shipping schedule, but before into, I get into that, before I forget, um, I want to revisit something we talked about last week and, and report on that. So last week I had mentioned that all the fish I shipped out uh, had arrived alive. Um, I shipped out a box the week before and I think it was on a Tuesday because there was a holiday or something. And so, oh no, they had arrived, but two of the Roseline barbs that I sent hit were, were struggling. I was like, so I don't know if they did well or not. So I have heard back from the gentleman and I want to uh, circle back and let you guys know how that shipment did. Before I do that, luckily so far this week, everything we're good. hundred percent, no losses. Everyone seems really happy with their orders this week. So that's great. And before this issue it had been several weeks before there had been any issue. So we're talking about two fish out of thousands of fish. So the percentage of arrive alive and, and do well for people is still really high. But I do want to tell you what happened. So um, I told the gentleman that ordered the fish uh, that, and he mentioned that there was two struggling. I was like, okay, let me know how it goes. If in a couple of days they don't make it, let me know or replace them. And I never heard back. So I circled back and sent him an email. Um, I don't know, five days or a week later, something like that. I don't remember exactly the, the details. And it looks like that order didn't go very well. So he actually ended up losing four Roseline barbs, five zebra loaches, golden zebra loaches, five exclamation point rasboras, and three Siamese algae eaters. So I'm going to say 
roughly half of his order. He ordered other stuff, <clears throat> other stuff that did okay. Over the course of five days or a week after I sent it to him, he lost about half his order. So I was like, what's going on? And this was really painful because, hey, it's always painful when something like this happens. But he had ordered from me before, like a couple weeks before, and got the order and been so excited. He's like, finally, someone who can package fish and fish that are doing well for me. And he, he sent me an email saying how, how amazing it was. And he left a great review and all this stuff. So I was like... Awesome. Made someone happy. And so it was kind of really the yin and the yang, I guess, um, when I sent him the second order and he ended up having problems. So, and this is someone that knows fish. I actually know this person. This person has been around doing fish forever. I used to, um, this is a name I recognize from just being in the hobby for, for a while. This is someone that was active in, in this uh, when, when I started. So I know this isn't someone who's new and just made a mistake or something like that. So what I ended up doing is today I sent him a box to replace all the fish he lost. And I didn't charge shipping or anything because uh, I don't think the customer should have to pay shipping on like if I order a group of 10 neon tetras, right? And I get them in, in one dies and I contact the company and I'm like, hey, I, only nine made it, you know, one died. And they say, oh, that's fine. We'll send it. No problem. It's, there's no cost. You just have to cover shipping. Oh, great. Well, how much is shipping? $39.50. Okay, so I have to pay you to replace the thing that didn't get to me? Like, So I send them the replacements free of charge, no shipping cost or anything. And I'm real hopeful they do well. But before I did that, I don't ever like to send replacements unless we've had a conversation. I will. If someone's like, nope, just send them. Don't want to talk. Okay, I'll send them or I'll refund or whatever. Um, but I tried to get some information so that I could see if we could fix the problem. So there's two things that we changed. One is this is someone who drip acclimates. Um, and one of the problems with drip acclimation is when you open the bag and you put so to drip acclimate, what you generally do is open the bag, put the water from the bag and the fish into a container, an open container, no lid, and then you drip slowly water from the aquarium that they're going to go into, into the container. The idea is that the fish will then get this gradual introduction to their new aquarium water and be less stressed. And in theory, that's great. In practice, what I've found is you get ammonia issues frequently. So there's something about um, ammonia in the bags and, and letting the fish be in that when they're out of the closed environment of the bag and then slowly adding the water that just exacerbates ammonia issues. And I mean, one of the things is that the, the water in the bags becomes acidic. As the fish are in there, they're breathing, they're respirating, um, biological processes are happening. They're creating carbonic acid, basically which acidifies the bag. And when things get acidified, ammonia becomes much less toxic. So you take that, you put it in the bucket or whatever to drip acclimate. What can happen is the water chemistry can change and suddenly that ammonia that's in the water can become quite toxic. And fish exposed to ammonia, ammonia basically burns. It's like if you've ever had a little chemical burn or, or got some lemon juice in your eye or something like that, right? Um, 
So it, it actually attacks and destroys living tissue. That's what ammonia does. It ruptures cells. And so the gills get really uh, affected by that. So do other parts of the fish, but the gills are, are quite sensitive to it. So that was one thing. And the other thing is that the customer um, did quarantine the fish, but he quarantined the fish in a tank that already had some fish in there that were purchased from a different supplier that he got somewhere else. And so he had these fish in this tank um, that he got somewhere else and then added the fish he got for me to that tank. And then within a few days, you know, the two arrived kind of, the, the rosy barbs, um, rosy barbs, rose line barbs looked shaky in the drip acclimation uh, pot itself. And then the rest kind of, as a few days went by, succumbed to something. So, so what we agreed on is that this time we're going to do plop and drop when he receives them and um, put them in a, a different tank that doesn't have any other fish in it and hasn't had any other fish in it for two weeks. So I'll know and I'll be able to report in a week or two if that was more successful. And if so, then I'll be like, okay, good. There's nothing wrong with my stock. I can keep selling them with confidence. Um, if they don't go well, then I'm like, ooh, maybe I got to check some things. Things They're going well on my end, but maybe there's something about the stress of shipping that's bringing out something latent in them or something. So to help me make that decision, I wanted to ask on the live stream tonight, if anyone here, and if you could, when you reply, if you could wait until... Um, until we get to the question comment section so I can actually see your reply. And if you'd make it at Dan's fish, so I see your reply, that would be good. If you leave the reply right now to what I'm about to ask, um, I might not be able to see it. It might be too early. And by the time we get to the question and answer, YouTube just won't let me scroll up and see it. But, um, and by the way, before I say this too, this customer couldn't be nicer. I'm not slamming the customer. This person knows their stuff. Drip acclimation is a valid way to acclimate fish. Um, I don't think they did anything wrong. I'm just trying to see if we do something different if, if it works. And they weren't a jerk or anything. They didn't email me and they weren't like, hey, all these fish died. I had to actually email them and pursue them. And they're like, actually, this bad thing happened, right? So I value this customer. I'm not I'm not trying to say they did anything wrong or, or to blame or anything. Um but anyway, what I'm wondering, what I'd like you to tell me to help me with this decision about could there be something wrong with some of my stock or not is anyone that has received from me in the past, say, three months, Roseline Barbs, Golden Zebra Loaches, um, Exclamation Point Rasboras, or Siamese Algae Eaters, um, once we get to the question and answer section of this live stream, could you tell me if you had problems? Those are the problems that this gentleman had. Those are the fish that he had problems with. So if I sent them to lots of different people and he's the only one that's having problems, then I'm like, okay, good. My stock's fine. It's not something on my end that I need to search into and fix. But if when that happens, 10 of you are like, oh yeah, mine didn't do well either. Then I'm like, oh, well, it's not just that one situation. It's, it's, uh, it's a wider spread thing and I, I, I better dig in and see what's going on. So, so that's my question. If in the last three months you've got roseline barbs, golden zebra loaches, exclamation point rasboras, or Siamese algae eaters from me, um, were there problems? And I'm not talking about problems like, yeah, they jumped out of the tank or yeah, I put them in and my, 
my uh, Oscar ate them. You know, if it's if it's obviously not something that came from from my end, then you know, it's yeah, that's that's not super helpful. But if you're like, actually, I had them and they arrived a little shaky, and within two days everyone was dead. You know, if if people are having that experience with those species, then I know this is not an isolated case. I think it is because no one else has reported problems, but I don't know if everyone always reports problems. I, I can only go off the information I have. So if you did have problems, I would appreciate it if you would report it, um, especially in this instance, so I can make a decision. So anyway, done with that. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to figure that out. Now, I want to balance that, though. I don't want to make this all on like a depressing note. So here's, I've got, I, I frequently get lots of emails with people that are appreciative of the fish they receive. And are like, Oh, thankfully everything's found a company that ships fish. Well, right. I get that a lot. So here's one, um, a customer emailed me and said, so I just want to balance the problem with, with something good. Thanks. Dan, looking forward to this order. All the fish that you have sent me are always healthy and have never died. I went to a fish store the other day and all the fish were sick and not being treated. I decided to buy some and try to save them. And after a hundred bucks of medications, all but five passed away. After that experience, I'm just gonna stick with you as the experience is much greater. Then I hope your business does well and, and all that stuff. So not to brag, it's hard to brag on the back of what I just shared with you guys, the negative experience, but I do want to balance it and say that over 99.5% of the time, like literally that's the statistic, uh, customers from the reports I have from customers, things go well. So it's not all bad, but in this case it was bad. And so I just want to figure out if there's something I need to do to fix it on a systemic level on my end. Um, okay. Now I want to talk, why did I just click that window? Weird. Now I want to talk to you and tell you guys about, um, whoa, <laughs> sorry, I moved my mouse and something popped up and it, it startled me. Um, shipping changes, shipping schedule. So we've got, we're growing a ton. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who is making purchases and helping us grow, spreading the word, uh, very much appreciated. The last several weeks, there's been so much to pack that it's been difficult to get it all done in one time, over one weekend and get it all out. Um, so as an example, I shared this a little bit on Petsodic's live stream yesterday, but um, I'm literally getting up at like 7 a.m. and packing sometimes till 2, 2.33 a.m. the next day solid with like maybe 15 minutes to grab food twice. It's just crazy busy. And so I've been trying to figure out how can I mitigate that but still make it so that the fish are all prepped and ready to go. The reason I've been shipping once a week is because in order to get the fish ready for shipping, you have to fast them, right? You want them to clear their digestive tract so they don't poop in the bag. We all know this. So it's very easy if you do once a week to just say, okay, I'm not feeding all the fish. I'm not feeding on Friday or I'm feeding Friday morning, but not the rest of the day maybe. And then Saturday I'll catch them, put them in the bag. 
Um, and that way they'll have at least two days of clearing their digestive tract before they get uh, put in a box to be sent out, right? So that's why I've done it that way. So people will often email me and say like, hey, could you send these on Thursday? And I'll be like, no, because I already like withheld food from everyone for a day or two. And if I ship other days of the week, then, okay, so if I ship on Mondays, then I, I don't feed Friday, sometimes uh, Saturday too, depending on how busy I am. Um, so they went without a day or two of food already. Now you want me to send them Thursday. So that means I'm going to have to withhold food from them again on Wednesday. And so that's, that's a lot. I'm trying to fatten up these imported stressed fish. I'm not trying to withhold food from them. That's the opposite of what I'm trying to do. So that's why I've always said no and stuck to one day. But I got to thinking about it and I've done some tests here on my end. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ship Monday through Thursday. That could really quickly become just Monday through Wednesday. Um, but right now, Monday through Thursday. What I'm going to do is if you order by the morning, say on a Wednesday, um, Wednesday by pretty early in the morning, if I get your order by then, then I will pull the fish Wednesday morning, put them in a bag, right? Um, then on Thursday, I will change the water in the bag, seal them up, put them in the box and get them right out to you. So it's, it's pretty much the same as what I've been doing. Um, there is an advantage, which is they will spend less time in the sealed bag on my end. Right now, we seal the bags Sunday evening and they ship out Monday. So there is that overnight in the bag that I can avoid, which will be good, um, by doing it this way. The downside is there won't be that extra day of, of elimination of, uh, of the bowels, basically, of clearing their digestive tract. That being said, on my end, they're in the bag for two days anyway before they're shipped to you. So I, so I know they can be in a bag for a day or two without any problem. So I think it's going to work out. I've done tests on my end where I pulled bags, I've put fish in and I've like pretended I was going to ship them this way and said, okay, how much poop is in there and all that. I think it's going to work out. So I started doing that this week. I haven't made, made it an official policy yet. I haven't changed like the policy uh, that you'll see at the website at dancefish.com because I want to get a couple weeks under my belt and make sure it's working like, like I think it's going to work um, before I change that. So I'm still not just grabbing fish out of the tanks, putting them in a box and sending them to you. I'm pulling them, letting them sit for 24 hours in a bag without access to food, changing the water because they'll have pooped and then putting them in a box and sending them to you. So I think we'll probably be okay. I think we'll still pretty much get the same benefit is what I'm doing now shipping just one day a week, but I'll be able to ship uh, three or four days a week and spread out the shipments so that, um, so that I can manage it. Honestly, it's just gotten so busy that it's becoming literally impossible to catch all the fish that are ordered and get them all boxed up all in kind of for just one day shipping just Monday. So, so that's the plan. For those of you that were surprised this week when I emailed and was like, okay, they're going out, you know, 
in two days or tomorrow or whatever. Um, that's, that's why. So I'll feed in the evenings so I can catch fish in the mornings. Um, and, and get them fasted anyway. Okay. So that's what's going on. Um, yeah. So to me, I, I'm gonna, I don't know, I'm a little bit nervous. Anytime you have a process that works as well as my process is working and you make a change, it's a little nerve wracking, but I've got to figure something out. And this is the best solution I can come up with where I still take good care of the fish, but, uh, make it so that, uh, I can handle the growth. Um, the last thing I almost hesitate to say this last thing. This is very exciting for me. Um, the last thing is that that order from Indonesia, I was, so I was working on two big orders before this whole uh, coronavirus thing came down on us and shut down importation, basically, of fish for several months. Um, one was a large order from Nigeria that you've heard me talk about, a lot of killifish, a lot of uh, West African cichlids, things like that. And the other one was a large order from Indonesia from uh, a gentleman who has access to um, locality pure strains of rainbow fish, pure strains of wild type bettas, all these things. It's located really close to Papua New Guinea. It has uh, connections there and so it was able to get some, some really cool stuff. And then COVID shut all that down. Well, I'm happy to say that it looks like I'll be receiving that Indonesia shipment next week. Um, I almost hesitate to say it because if something goes wrong and they shut down planes again or, or flights get canceled or something, then it, there's the possibility that it won't go through. But it looks like next Thursday of next week on the 25th, um, I'll receive that order. So I'm very excited about that. I'll, I'll tell you more about it um, as things get closer and as, as it happens. Um, one thing to be aware of is if the schedule changes slightly and it comes in on Wednesday instead, or, or I have to drive to Denver on Wednesday, um, I might not be able to do the stream next week. If that's the case, I will leave a notification in my community tab. So you guys know that. So I think I'll be able to do it still, but, um, it, if, if schedules dictate, if the delivery schedule dictates, the flights dictate that I need to be in Denver, um, then, then I'll let you guys know. So I plan on being here, but there's a chance I am not. Um, all right. So that's, that's it. I'm, I'm very excited about that though, because I've literally been working on trying to find a source of decent wild type bettas that are actually locality pure and rainbow fish that are locality pure, um, for years. So, I'm tickled pink. I'm nervous. Like, I think it's all going to go well. I've researched this person quite in depth. I've talked to people. I, I think this is the real deal, but this is my first time ordering. So um, hopefully they know how to pack fish. Hopefully everything arrives in is in good shape. And, and it's not just bag after bag of cloudy, stinky water. You know, I, it's, oh, I'm nervous. It's a lot of cash. It's a lot of money, but um, there's no way to know until I try it. And I've done everything I can due diligence on my side. And it looks like it's a good thing to do. So I'm going to do it and uh, we'll keep you up to date on how it goes. <laughs>
In two weeks, I could just be sitting on this chair sobbing into a blanket on that live stream going, it didn't work or something. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, that is um, all I've got. Um, that's 27 minutes worth of rambling. So let's open it up for questions and comments. Um, now is the time. If you have had a problem in the last three months, and I say that because that's the the kind of cutoff for when I got these batches of this fish in, uh, Roseline barbs, golden zebra loaches, exclamation point rasbors, or Siamese algae eaters. If you've had problems and it was like obviously something on my end, like they just didn't ship well and they never kind of recovered from shipping and they, they just died on you a few days after you got them. Uh, now, if you would leave the comment, I will see it. And um, I would appreciate the feedback. I'm hoping it's an anomaly, but if it's not, if it's systemic, I need to know. And I don't mind sharing this with you guys. I, I think everyone knows that when we're dealing with live fish and the way the supply chain works, that you don't have control over everything and every now and then unexpected things like this happens. I, th I think everyone with a brain knows that. So I don't know why people are, are scared to share it or get feedback. It's not a commentary on them. It's the supply chain. It's the industry at large. It's bigger than any one of us. So, um, so it's not that I'm like ashamed to admit it. I do everything I can to make the fish do well. It's just sometimes they don't. So if it's a problem on my end, I want to know. All right. Hey, there's a super chat. No ways. You better stop by the store then, says Priscilla, Priscilla MK. Priscilla, your name is now Priscilla. Priscilla MK. Yeah, so Priscilla, that's what that's what I was in the back of my mind. I'm like, well, the shipment's coming on Thursday. Um, maybe I go down to Denver on Wednesday and I can visit you and Mikey Trevor and tour some fish stores and stuff. Um, maybe make some videos. Maybe not. Maybe just, I mean, I should because I've kind of got to justify that extra like Airbnb and, and all that stuff that I'll need for that. But um, yeah, I was thinking about it. I'd love to see you and Mikey and the rest. So I hope that can happen. Now, how do I, for some reason I can't get off your super chat. <laughs> and thanks by the way, for the super chat. I appreciate it. Put user in timeout. Yep. That sounds good. Okay. There we go. Um, okay. People are commenting. Let me just see if anyone did have problems before I scroll back to the top and get to your questions that I can't see right now. Andrew, algae eaters came in really healthy and getting bigger. Okay, good. Madaka rice fish, when we'll get some more in. I've got some beast heart. I've got some amazing Madaka rice fish, really good batches, each one, no losses. I honestly don't think I've lost a single one hardy from the day, like total opposite of my last experience trying to get them. So I've got uh, platinum, platinum white, and I've got the, um, they're called orange sparkling. So I have two kinds. They should be available along with a bunch of other new fish. Um, maybe I should share that with you guys, what will become available Friday. So Thursday or Friday, probably Friday, um, I'll list a bunch of new fish, including two strains of Madaka rice fish. Um, Lefty 3213A, just placed a full medium box order. Can't wait. Oh, thanks you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Though that beta I was eyeing is gone. However, the other six beta boys I got a couple months back are alive and healthy and doing well. Awesome. So the betas are doing well. That's good. Um, Varanid guy. The panda guards and female peacock gudgeon you sent are all doing fantastic. As you know, one guard or trite we have died shortly after that, after arriving, but I never blamed you. Your service is A+. plus. I'm sorry that happened, um, but I'm glad everyone else is doing well. And that was a while ago, so I'm, I'm glad you're having long-term luck with those. Rod King, my SAEs arrived in good shape, plopped and dropped, looking good for two weeks. That's okay. So, so that's helpful because that was the sh two weeks was the same shipment that I sent this other person, SAEs, who did have problems. So if you got them two weeks ago, that's literally, I was getting them at the same time from the same tank. Um, so that's, that's good to know. Cause that helps me think, Hey, maybe it's not on my end. Um, yes, please. This Priscilla. Yes. I would love to deuce the noob five bucks, 10 Kyeth, 10 glow light Daniels, two coolies are still doing great after several weeks. Okay, good. It doesn't look like uh, things are going badly. Dan's Aquarium at Dan's Fish, did you get my email? Okay, so maybe things are. That, I should have mentioned that. Um, if this isn't something you're comfortable talking about in, in public and you had a problem, please feel free to email me, dan at dancefish.com. I'm not sure that Dan's Aquarium did that, but... Um, oh, Dan's Aquarium, are you talking about the collab? Yes, I got it. Um, and that was five days ago. And I haven't responded, and I'm sorry but I will respond. I have it marked in the to get to category. So here's what happens, Dan. Um, I never mean to like leave someone hanging like that, but okay. Let me just explain kind of what it is like in my life on a day to day basis. So Friday prepped fish all day for shipping. I uh, got bags ready, got boxes ready, all that stuff, getting prepped for the process. Okay. Saturday, woke up at 7 a.m., packed fish solid until 2, 2.30 a.m. Saturday night. Very long day. Sunday, got up, did it again. Um, I think I got to bed earlier. I think I got to bed about 1 a.m. Um, Monday, same thing. Yesterday, same thing. Today, I was able to sleep until 8.30 and... Um, but I, it's going to be another late night because I have, I've got the fish out and everything and I've got the fish bagged for tomorrow's shipment, but I have to um, finalize, since it's been so long, I have to resubmit that order to the Indonesian company or gentleman that I'm working with to try to get these rainbow fish and bettas and stuff. And um, found out yesterday night, last night, that yes, we're a go, here's the flight they can go on, it's all, it all looks like it'll work. But today I've been packing fish all day. So I still, and it was late last night when I got that message because they're on a different time zone. So I still haven't had time to revamp that order and resubmit it. So um, I'm going to be up late tonight doing that because their stock has changed and I've got to go redo it. So that's the kind of time crunch I'm in. So when I go through my emails, I triage it. I'm like, okay, who's a customer who's trying to order or has a problem or any of that, like customer stuff, I get to as quickly as I can, hopefully within 24 hours. Um, sometimes it might take me a, a little longer than that, but I try to get back to customers first and foremost. 
Then there's the business side. My, my importers are contacting me. My exporters are contacting me. My um, suppliers are contacting right? And I, I have to keep those relationships going. And so there's all these like order of operations things for communication where I'm like, I've got to get to that. I have to get to that. And I'll stay up till 3 a.m. doing that if I have to. But then there's the extra stuff. Like a YouTuber wants to do a collab or things like that. And it's like, yes, I totally want to do that. And yes, I will get back to you. But um, it's got to wait until the stuff that I have to do is done. And then I can be like, okay, let's get to the fun stuff like that. So I'm not ignoring you. I'm honestly not. It's just I literally don't don't want to make it seem like it's not important to me, but I literally don't have the time. I have to do the stuff that is critical to the business and customer care and getting fish and all that stuff first. And sometimes it's like 2 33 AM. And I'm just like, I, I know I've not responded to this person for a while, but this is not a critical thing for the business. Um, they don't have a fish that's sick. They don't need to, it's not, it's something that can wait and, and isn't going to harm anything. Right. So sorry about that though. Um, all right. Moonstone Aquatics. If I had a wrench, I could cover for you. Pam and Candy taking a break. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, by the way, thanks to my mods. I did not thank them. Thank you so much to my mods. Candy Overholes, Kayla's Aquatics, um, Punchy Paints, a.k.a. Not Candy, um, <laughs> Skipper's Aquariums, and Lumpy Dog. I appreciate you all. Thanks so much for being here. Um, and Moonstone Aquatics, I... I'm, I don't want to be a channel where everyone's a mod, right? So I'm literally waiting until the mods are like, you know what? This is getting to be a lot. Um, we need some more help or it sure would be nice if, um, maybe one week these three mods were on and then the next week, these three mods were on, you know, until, so I'm kind of, I don't want to just throw new mods in without my mods being like, no, we need help. Um, and then I want their input on who they want to be a mod because they're the ones that are going to have to work with the new mod and all that. So um, I'm not just going to throw people in randomly. I, I, it's got to make sense for the existing mods. And I want to keep kind of as few mods as I can without having it be uh, burdensome to them, right? Um, just because when I go to streams and like everyone's a mod, then it's like, well, in that case, nobody's a mod, <laughs> but I appreciate that though, Moonstone. And, um, I, I always appreciate whenever anyone is willing to help out. So thanks for putting that in my brain that you are willing. If the time comes, um, then, then we'll definitely think of you. All right. So I'm scrolling down to see what I missed. Um, Jeez. I'm in top chat. I am sorry, guys. I am in top chat. Okay, I just switched it. Priscilla MKR, where do you get an awesome t-shirt like this? Well, you do a play. I did a, uh, the musical Godspell with the college theater department, and we made these t-shirts because it seemed appropriate. I also have tie-dye. We have this family reunion generally every year um, where all the, the kids make tie-dye. So I have these different tie-dye shirts um, and you can tell as the kids age because some of them are like really bad. They look like sick clown barf, like just blobs of green and orange and stuff. And then as they've got older, the, the tie dye shirts have got better and better. So I also get them just from that. It's kind of fun. Moonstone got that. No worries. Hey, yeah. Okay. 
I, I figured you would. But I again, though, I do appreciate anyone that's like, hey, I'm willing to help out. Um, I really do. And I appreciate you, Moonstone. You're here all the time. You're keeping it lively. You're participating. I, I really appreciate you being in this community. Um, and, it, you know, if people like you weren't here, it'd be an awful boring live stream. No one would be doing anything. T-Shot, I have cycled a 10-gallon with a small sponge filter. So this is the next one I can see. So if you left a question or comment and I didn't get to it, uh, that's because chat jumped on me and then I had to switch to live chat. So if you would relist it down, I'll try to get to it. I'm getting a 55-gallon. Will that small sponge filter do enough to help cycle the 55-gallon? Any other advice on cycling a big tank? Thanks a lot, Dan. Yes. Yes, that will definitely help. For sure. But here's the thing. So there's there's a difference between a cycled tank and a tank that's mature and ready for a ton of fish, right? Here's the difference. What does cycled mean? Generally, cycled means that there is um, enough nitrifying bacteria. Those are the bacteria that oxidize ammonia to nitrite and then nitrite to nitrate so that the ammonia and nitrite don't end up killing your fish, um, that there's enough of that bacteria built up in the filter and in the system to handle the ammonia load, okay? So that, what you have, will definitely introduce that bacteria to the system. And that's a great way to jumpstart tanks. And there's a lot of people, myself included, that will occasionally start a new tank like that by taking an existing sponge filter or something like that and putting it in the new tank and just starting it. There's a risk though, because being cycled or being ready for fish is proportional to the amount of bacteria. So is that bacteria colony super healthy in that sponge? Are you putting more fish in the tank? Like if it came from a 10 gallon tank, that little filter, and then you put it into the 55 gallon tank, and then in your 10 gallon tank, you had 10 fish, but you're gonna put 150 fish in the 55 gallon tank, obviously there's not enough bacteria in that filter to handle that load. There's enough bacteria in the 10 gallon to handle 10 fish, not 150 fish. And the bacteria in the sponge filter is only a portion of what's nitrifying in your 10 gallon. There's bacteria on every surface that's in the water. Any gravel, any de decorations, any plants, the, the glass itself. Uh, nitrifying bacteria settles on surfaces. It's been thick. It's not free swimming. And um, that's why we have sponge filters because there's a lot of surface area in a sponge filter. So there's a difference between I have a cycled filter in a tank and I have a tank that's cycled and ready for a big load right away. So my advice is to not be in a hurry. What I would do is I would put that sponge filter in that tank um, at the same time, or like within a few hours, I would also put something in there that creates ammonia, whether it's a few fish or whether it's black worms or scuds or something. Live food cultures are so good for this. Um, but I put stuff in there to create ammonia. Otherwise, there won't be enough food for the bacteria in that filter. And I'm assuming you're going to have other filters in there too. And what will happen over time is... Just that bacteria will spread from that one small sponge filter to the other filters. And as you increase, if you're going to put a few fish in there, then you gradually increase the load and the bacteria colony gradually increases to handle that load. 
to break down that ammonia before it becomes toxic. The reason I like live food cultures is like blackworms are very resistant to ammonia. Ammonia doesn't, I mean, it's not great for them, but they're very simple creatures. And so they, they can handle it a lot more than fish can. Fish gills and ammonia don't mix. And so if you have a 55 gallon and you're able to dump a bunch of blackworms in there and feed them for a couple weeks, you've created a big bioload in that tank. And so the bacteria colony has grown a ton. And, and now you're ready to dump 150 fish in there. So I guess that's my advice. There's, there's a difference between just having some bacteria in there and having enough bacteria to handle a large bio load. So the, the trick is how do you build up that bacteria population um, to handle the amount of fish you want to put in there without having the problem where, oh, I added so many fish that the bacteria can't keep up. Ammonia has spiked and now my fish are sick or dying. So that's my thoughts, T-Shot. Scott's Aquatics, what do you suggest for a planted 40-gallon breeder looking for something three inches to four inches in hard water? Um, so I would go with like a dwarf cichlid in that case. Um, immediately, I think of African butterfly cichlids because they're peaceful, they're colorful, they're super hardy, they're easy to breed, they don't get too big. Um, Bolivian rams, same thing. Planted, so I imagine with planted, you're not going to go with super high temperatures, so you probably don't want German blue rams or anything, but Bolivian rams would be fine. Um, what else other little cichlids don't really dig? The um, the bandit cichlids would probably be okay in that. They, they don't seem to dig much. I have them in a sanded tank because I thought they would want to dig, but I haven't seen them dig at all, so that would probably be okay. <clears throat> Electric blue acara would be good. Blue Acara in general would be good. Fest, well, I was going to say Festivums or Flag Cichlids, but they like to chew on plants sometimes, so maybe not them. Anyway, that's kind of where my thoughts are going. Um, it's a 40-gallon breeder. Neon Dwarf Rainbows would be amazing because they don't get too big. They can go fine in a 40-gallon breeder. Um, so those are, that's what pops into my head the problem with that question is, I just mentioned a few things. There's literally several hundred things you could put in a setup like that. Um, and the hard water, I almost dismiss immediately because soft water fish can go well in hard water too. So if you have hard water, you can keep everything from African cichlids um, and live bears and things that really like hard water onto soft water fish. Soft water fish do fine in hard water. Um, it's the opposite where you have a problem. So that's off the top of my head. Um, to really dig in with someone, I kind of have to have a starting point. When someone's like, I have a tank, what should I put in it? Um, and it helps. You said hard water and the size. But what really helps to know is what kind of fish do you like? You're like, well, I'm really into rainbow fish. Okay, what, what rainbow fish could go in there? Or I really like barbs. Okay, what barbs could go in there? So it's kind of good to know what kind of fish you like or what color palettes you like, what kind of behavior you like. Are you looking for a rapid swimmer? Um, are you looking for a catfish that kind of sits there and doesn't move much, but it's fun? Um, like a, a pleco or something, you know, bragging rights. You have <laughs> a bunch of zebra plecos in there. You know, I don't know, but that's my thoughts. David Jenkins, my four roseline sharks and two gold zebra botillas are doing great. Floated, then plopped and dropped. Okay. Thank you. Thanks everyone that uh, that responded to that. 
and uh, let me know. And again, if you did have a problem, I don't mind. It's, I want to know. And if you don't want to tell me here, send me an email, Dan at Dan's Fish. Because I can't improve things if I don't know there actually is an issue. Um, but that's what I was hoping. So far, it seems like it's an isolated incident. So maybe if we plop and drop and we don't put the fish um, in a tank that already has something from a different supplier, things will go well for this customer. I hope that's the case. Um, all right. I missed, I missed some super chats. Thanks, Rack. River Life throwing down 99 cents. I appreciate it. And I did see one from Petsotics earlier while I was rambling. Um, geez, it's not showing. Hang on. I got to refresh something because it's not showing me. <laughs> YouTube studio. The new studio is good in a lot of ways, but there are, there are some things that it would be great if they fixed. There we are. Deuce the noob, five bucks. Hey, Deuce, thanks so much. Ten guy. Oh, I already read that one. So the fish you got are doing well. There's River Life. There's Petsotics. That's the one I was like, hey, I think I missed one. I saw it flash up there and was going to get to it. Um, slash multiple aquariums. Oh, you're moving up in the world, Petsotics. Now you're not just Petsotics, but now you're multiple aquariums. Pretty soon it's be like Petsotics, all the aquariums. The stream with you has 132 views. Most views ever. Awesome. Hey, I'm glad. I'm glad. I hope it goes well for you. Uh, for those that don't know, Diego from Petsotics has been um, kind of a longtime member of Get Gills, one of the very first people to start a store there and list, list things. The first product I ever bought on Get Gills, I bought from Diego. It was a bottle of Seachem Safe, and I still have it. <laughs> I use it for shipping water. That thing will treat thousands and thousands of gallons. Anyway, Diego um, of Petsotics is started live streaming on Tuesdays at um, 6 p.m. Central Time. Right, Diego? I got that right? Anyway, his first one, I mean, he's done live streams before, but his first of like, okay, I'm not, now I'm going to do it regularly every Tuesday at 6 o'clock was yesterday, if I remember right. Um, and um, I was on there and we had a great time. So if you're looking for something, Tuesdays at 6 o'clock. Check out Petsotics. It was good to be there, Diego. Thanks for having me. It was an honor. And I, I love doing that kind of stuff. It's so nice to be on someone else's live stream because it's less work. It's like they come up with questions. They come up with topics. I just have to show up and like respond to what they're doing. It's very, <laughs> it's very relaxing and enjoyable. All right. Oh, chat jumped. Jeez. Hang on. Where am I at? Okay, I can still see T-Shot, so we're good. All right, here we go. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay, cool. There we go. Dan's Aquariums, that's fine, fella. That's understandable. It can wait. Okay, cool. Yeah, I knew you would understand, but um, I just don't want anyone to think I'm purposely... I don't think... I've never purposely ignored someone. If I have a problem with you, this has happened just a couple times, I'll actually tell you, look, we're done, and then I'll ignore you. But um, that's only happened once or twice where someone was just getting a little out of line and didn't seem to be stopping. <laughs> so um, it takes a lot for that to happen. And so, yeah, I'm glad you understand. And for anyone that ever is waiting for a response from me, that's why. And if it's like a non-essential response and a couple of days have gone by, that's why. If it is an essential response and a couple of days have gone by, 
then maybe I didn't see the email. Maybe it went to my spam folder or I will occasionally accidentally hit the delete button without even meaning to, um, things like that. So if it's like, oh, it's been a couple of days and this is kind of essential, please feel free to, to email me again because that can happen. It doesn't happen. I mean, that's one in 3,000 emails that that happens, but it's happened once or twice. I've been looking on my phone and scrolling and then accidentally scrolled this way instead and like sent something off to delete land. Yeah, it happens. All right. Okay, scrolling here. The Surgeon. I like that name. Tim Surgeon. <laughs> it also seems like everyone that's a mod is basically the mod of the whole fish fam. Well, I am really lucky. I, I have some of the best mods in the world on my channel, and they're so good that they are in demand on other um, channels. In fact, I almost felt bad when I added Candy because I'm like, maybe I should give Candy a break. <laughs> maybe Candy doesn't want to be a mod on another channel, so, but she does a great job. And Candy, I'm and, and the rest of you, I'm, I'm so glad you're willing to help. But again, if it gets to the point, mods, where, where y'all are like, man, this is going too fast and it's too much. We do need someone else to help out or we do want to structure it so half of us are on one week and half the other week or anything like that. Um, you guys know how to get a hold of me and I, I never want this to be a burden uh, on my mods because they're doing this out of the kindness of their heart, right? Ain't nobody getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> Well, except for Punchy Paints, but no, no, I'm kidding. No one's getting paid. <laughs> punchy Paints, if you have a question for Dan, please be sure to put at Dan's fish. It will highlight your question, increase the chances he will see it. Yes, I, I almost never see it if it's not highlighted. <laughs> except for this one, David Reed. The biggest role of a mod is, in is to ensure that the streamer isn't in top chat. Yes, yes, indeed. Guppy Love, will you never carry some plecos? Um, I won't say I will never carry plecos. One day I'll, I'll carry plecos. Like, so I'm figuring things out gradually that are a challenge for me. Like, it was Corey's. I was having a real tough time with Corey's. But I was like, I shouldn't be. What's going on? Yeah, it drops of water on my lip. Um, and so I, I, I tried some things and I, I worked some things around and I finally found a good supplier of Corys and now I'm keeping Corys and I've got some cool ones. I've got Weitzman I've got Barbatus, I've got Adolfoy, I've got uh, Rabaudi, Sturby, Pygmaeus, um, the Northern Longnose, which is one I can't pronounce. What is that? Corridors. Step. Long, Northern Longnose. What is this one? Let's show this to you guys. Septentrionalis, which is this one, which these pictures are horrible. They have a bright green face. Okay, there you can kind of see it here, a little bit of the green, but um, cameras don't pick up that iridescence. They have this really cute green face which I love. Um, got some of them, got some, um, what else? 
emerald greens. They're not quarries. They're, uh, I'm forgetting the name of the genus. Splendens. Um, what is that genus? Brocus. Brocus splendens or splendida or whatever it's called. So, you know, I gradually figured that out. And now I'm going deep into quarries. Plecos are something where I'm like a little nervous about because they're not something I've ever kept in large numbers. I've, I mean, I've kept bushy nose and things, but I've never done a lot of the like hypensistris and, and kind of rare expensive stuff. I look at them every week and every week I'm like, maybe this is the week. And then I look at the price tag on them and I'm like, ooh, if that goes south, that is a major hit to my ability to, to stay in business. <laughs> like, so I'm really nervous about spending that much money on a group of fish that I'm just not expert in yet. So what'll happen is eventually I'll get to the point where I'm, okay, I'm ready to try. I'll get a group in, I'll figure them out and then I'll, I'll collect them or I'll collect them. Then I'll, then I'll keep them and offer them. But that's why I'm just a little nervous about it. I don't feel like I have the ideal setup for them. So I haven't done it in a big way yet. I've kind of gestured towards it. Um, they're not plecos, but I do have red lizard catfish, which are an L number, LA, L0A1 or 1A or something like that. Um, so they're a lower carid. They're not a pleco per se, but they're getting closer. They did very well. They're doing awesome, actually. I really like them. Um, so maybe that'll be my baby step, and maybe after that I'll try... I don't know, a different a species of actual pleco, but that's why. Dan's Aquariums, people are here because you are a decent guy that care about your fish and subscribers. Some YouTubers I know don't care about none of that stuff or none of that. Oh, well, thank you, Dan's Aquarium. I do care. Um, it's the only way I know how to do business and it's the only way I'm excited to do business every day. So I really do care. And um, thanks. Thanks for the nice comment. What I hope I never do is virtue signal. <laughs> I, hope, I hope I'm never like, well, let me tell you why I'm amazing. Yeah, I hope it's not that. But I have to say I've worked really hard to figure some things out and, and I'm doing a darn good job. I am. Things are getting to people alive and they're having success. So it's, it's going well. Cubby Love, I second that at Dan's Fish, is very inclusive and informative, doesn't try to sell himself. He lets his knowledge and experiences do it for him. Okay, well, good. That sounds like I'm not virtue signaling. Every now and then I'm like, did that sound self-righteous? <laughs> Whatever I just said. I, I'm human. I'll Obviously, I'll say bad things. Like last week when I had that tongue twister. Ugh. I, that's still bothering me. So anyone that saw that on the replay or whatever and wasn't there in the moment. I'm sorry. I, I like, I was trying to say a word. My tongue didn't pronounce one of the sounds in the word and the resulting sound is a very offensive word that I never mean to say. And I still am like all week since then I've been like, Oh, I can't believe that happened. It's just, it really bothers me. So anyone that was offended by that, I'm so sorry. It, Totally wasn't on purpose. Deuce the Noob, 36 Danios, four Cooley Loaches, one Bristle Nose, and a planted 55. How much crazier can I go? Oh, there's crazy. Plenty of filtration. All the parameters are good. Want to add like 20 CPDs. Let's see here. Um, four Cooleys, yes. Bristle Nose, yes. Um, I think 
I think that sounds like an awesome idea. CPDs in a big group are totally different than a couple CPDs in a tank. CPDs in a big group generally come out and are bold and are visible. CPDs in like, I've got two or I've got three or I've got five, you often won't see them. Sometimes you will if you have other fish that swim in such a way that it makes them comfortable. But a large group of CPDs is doing CPDs right. You'll just see them in a whole new light. I think that sounds amazing. The only... Here's the only thing about them that I would be concerned about in that setup is the 36 Danios, and it depends the kind of Danio. There are Danios that get a little large and are crazy food aggressive. Not mean, but will get all the food before anything else can get to the food. CPDs are more, they can be a little quick to the food once they learn what it is and that when you lift the lid, it means there's food and where the food goes in. Once they learn all that, they'll be right up there for it, especially if there's a big group of them. But they aren't as fast as a big group of Danios. So I think that sounds like a great idea. Um, I would just be aware that CPDs don't get to the food as quick as the Danios. I mean, the way I would like to do that tank is I would add the CPDs first for a couple weeks they learn where the food comes. They learn what it means when I lift the lid, that it's not scary. They come up and are excited about the food. Um, then add the, the Danios because then the CPDs are already there ready to eat. I do worry there's a possibility that now if you put the CPDs in, that the Danios will just outcompete them for food for a couple weeks till they learn your system and your food and your feeding time. And, and they, when you lift the lid, it doesn't mean they have to go and hide. Right. So that's, that's where, uh, that's the only potential problem I see there, but I don't think it's a big problem. I think that you'll probably be okay. If you have giant Danios, that's one thing, but if you're talking about like glow light Danios, that's not a problem. If you're talking about uh kite Danios, zebra Danios, leopard Danios, things like that, that's just something to keep an eye on because they are super fast to the food. All right. I think that horse has been beat. Just one more fish with Josh. Five bucks. Hey, Josh. Hey, Dan, can you remind me who you use to print shipping labels, please? Thank you, sir. So I used to use Shippo. So this is the site that I used to use. It's called Shippo. They're Apparently, they couldn't get Shippo, so they made their um, website goshippo.com. So that's where I, that's where you can go if you're not doing high volume and still get at least some kind of discount on your shipping. Uh, they get a good discount on priority. Um, they do um, UPS as well at a discount, and I used to ship with them for two-day UPS, second-day UPS, and overnight or next-day UPS. Um and then I was able to make this deal with another company because I've got better volume now. Um, so I don't use Shippo anymore because now I get a much better discount for overnight shipping. But it's a good place to start. And yeah, okay, I, I can't go into that yet. I'm sorry. There's, there's something I'm thinking of doing on Get Gills, like a shipping function. Um, so other people, so we can ship as a group and everyone can get a big discount, but I've, I haven't cleared it with Jonathan yet. So I, I can't really talk about it because 
I shouldn't have even said that because now folks are going to want it and be like, is that happening? Um, basically, I don't know how complex that is. Maybe Jonathan, I tell him that and he's like, oh no, I ain't coding that. Like Jonathan's li- literally working for free on Get Gills. And so am I. I mean, real talk, in the three years since we've been working on that site, I think I've been able to pay myself $143 from Get Gills over three years. I think that's the amount I've drawn out. So three years of hard work, a couple years of planning before that, before it ever got to to that point, and um, $143. So that gives you an idea. Get Gills is a service to the community and a place I can host my store, Dance Fish. It's not a moneymaker. Maybe one day it'll get busy enough that it's a moneymaker, but as Get Gills Right now it's not. So, um, so Jonathan is doing all that for like this, for nothing. And that skill set he has is super valuable. Like people pay him lots of money to use that skill set. And so, um, so sometimes when I, and he's willing to do it and he loves it, it's, but it's a labor of love. So if, if I'm like, Hey, we need to add a shipping function. And it's like, that is going to take four years of 60 hour weeks to code. That gets a little bit much. So, but um, anyway, how did I get on that? I should not have mentioned any of that. Anthony's fishy friends plan on selling any guppies again soon. Kind of. So I've still got the red chili guppies, which I hope are doing well for everyone. Um, I've got some really nice yellow tuxedo guppies. The issue is I'm not confident in them. Like I was like the chilies were doing great. And so I sold some and I don't think anyone had problems, but then like six weeks later, some of them started getting a little shaky and stuff. And so I took them off the site and I'd been doing everything I can to get confident with them again, but I'm not the same with the yellow tuxedos. So I think it comes back to me dipping in and trying to find, you know, like with the Corys, I've got to find that supplier that just has rock solid stock. And I haven't found that with guppies yet. So when I do get guppies, it takes a lot of time and effort to get them ready to sell. And these just aren't there yet. I've got to be pretty confident in the fish to sell it. Um, and I worry if I sold these now, that they would do poorly for the customer, like shipping would, they're fine, but they aren't robust. They're fine, but they aren't like, like vibrantly healthy, like, like I want them to be for me to feel comfortable putting them through the stress of shipping so that my customers will do well with them. So that's why I'm just having a little trouble with them. And like, if you came by and looked at them, and you'd be like, oh, that, if I was your local fish store, you'd be like, oh, those are fine. And you, we'd get some and you could take them right to your tank. But there's a difference between prepping a fish for that, like a 10-minute drive to a house that has the same water parameters as I do, and shipping them across the country and expecting them to do well, right? So they're just not robust enough right now. So, yes, I love guppies. 
Um, margins on guppies are pretty darn good, so I like selling them. But uh, yeah, when I when I can when I've got batches that I'm like, okay, these are great, these are rock solid. I list them every time. If they aren't being listed, it's just because I'm still working on them. I'm not comfortable with them yet. Okay. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Chat jumps, so I'm looking. Bonnie W., is the schedule of live streams for the Fish Tube fan published anywhere? Yes. Um, there are a couple Facebook groups. Let me show you here. One is called Aquarium Livestream Information. So this is Aquarium Livestream's information on Facebook, where you can go and see who is live streaming. So for example, yesterday, Multi-Take Addiction went at 8 p.m. EDT, and Fish Tank Barn went at 9 p.m. EDT. Um, so this is, I believe this is Nisi doing this, and keeping us all up to date with that. The other one is FishTuber notifications, which is where people that do FishTube can post that they're going live, right? So here you can go here as well. So here's mine um, saying when I'll, that I'll be going and other people do it too. So there's a couple Facebook, I wouldn't say that it's like a schedule in advance or anything, but places you can go to see who's going when, um, I suppose. Yeah. And good to see you, Bonnie. I'm glad you I'm glad you made it here. Um, good to see you. Punchy Paints, you never ignore people. You just call them candy. <laughs> well, now I'm calling Petsotic Susie. So, um, yeah, it varies. <laughs> Lumpy Dog. Dan ignores me for that reason. Candy? I do not. I mean, Lumpy Dog. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. Okay. So my wife and I were looking for an apartment early in our marriage. In fact, we might have still been engaged. <laughs> and, and we're, oh, should I? Too late. I already started. Um, so we're looking for apartments in Los Angeles and we come to one and I'm really excited and I, da, 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 and I say, oh, this one's great. We should do this one, Deborah. I called Brenda Deborah and the real estate agent that was showing us the apartment was just like, <laughs> so it's not, it's not, it's, I'm an equal opportunity offender. I get everyone's name wrong. I always have. I got through high school by calling people dude and babe, which I know these days would be like, that is super sexist to call people babe. I, I get it. But this was the early 90s. <laughs> and um, I was a kid. And because um, I'm bad with names. So Karen K, I started using Biohome Media in a 55 gallon with one Jack Dempsey. How will I know when they are seated? I've never used Biohome Media. I don't know how to help you. The only way I know to really be confident that a tank is ready for fish is to, the way I love to do it is set it up with live food, feed the live food for a few weeks. Uh, you'll see algae start to grow. You'll see it start looking like a tank, but instead of fish, there's live food. All the, all the little organisms are in there and things are going. And then I know to do it. 
that's the only way I really know how to get a tank like up and mature and seasoned. Um, risk-free, I suppose, or with as little risk as possible. Now I've done the thing, I've done fishless cycling by adding ammonia. I've done the jump start by moving a sponge filter. I've done all of that. So it, it can all be done. Um, but biohome media I've never used. So I'm sorry, Karen, I don't know how to help you with that. If anyone here is an expert on biomedia or biohome media, would you uh, leave a note down for Karen and make it at Karen maybe so it highlights for her and she can get an answer. But that's one area. I do things super simply and all the like latest gadgets and lights and this filter and uh, all that stuff. I kind of like I'm a sponge filter kind of guy. Andrew Purr, my bristlenose pleco is now fanning eggs again. I lost the last spawn. I think I remember that. I think we talked about that. Tip for success this time around. Um, well, I have bred a few bristlenose, um, but I'm not. I'm not the expert on that, so I, I'd feel more comfortable with like Mile High or TM Aquatics chimed in. But what I will say is. With bristlenose, I, I have had them in the past kick eggs out and all that, but usually that's because they're young or just learning. After a little time, they usually get it. Um, that being said, if the cave isn't the right size, there can be issues. If there's another male that's just harassing the heck out of them or something, there could be issues. So there are some things, but in general, in general, they get it after a time or two. If it's like five times and they still haven't learned, then maybe it's like, okay, I really need to try something new, but maybe a different size cave, maybe a different shape cave, maybe you move the cave so the water flows differently, but um, bristlenose generally are pretty darn good parents. But again, I feel like I'm striking out on a lot of questions today. Usually I can answer almost all of them with confidence, but um, I, I haven't done a ton of bristlenose. The ones I bred, just bred at facilities I worked at and we're under my care, but I haven't bred them here. <clears throat> Joe Coffee, do you include jungle bloodworms in the diet of your fish? I do. I put uh, bloodworms in my fish. I use the Hikari brand. I assume jungle is a brand or a brand name, so I haven't used that specific one. Um, but I like feeding my fish frozen bloodworms for sure. Um, and I like the Hikari brand. It just Whatever, however they clean and prepare the worms and the brine shrimp and everything else for their frozen foods, I found that they do it the cleanest. So when I go to thaw them, I get a lot less um, cloudiness in the water and uh, a lot less stuff in the water that I have to rinse out and rinse out and rinse out. With Hikari, there's a minimal amount of that. San Francisco brine shrimp, for example, San Francisco Bay brand, the brine shrimp's fine, but if you go to thaw a cup of that, and then you go thaw next to it a cup of Hikari, the, the San Francisco Bay brand, it'll be super cloudy and you have to like rinse a ton. The Hikari will take one or two rinses and be done. It's pretty clean. So I don't know about that brand, but bloodworms, yes, bloodworms are fantastic. And I'm not sure if I believe all the hype I read on the internet about bloodworms killed my fish because they caused bloat. I'm not sure that's true. Uh, maybe, maybe if it's like a trophius or something like that. But um, I think a lot of times we blame something on a fish's death and we actually have no knowledge what actually caused it. Maybe the fish had a gut infection 
maybe the fish, there, there's a million things that could happen. So I'm actually, I feed them and I, I don't have problems. So again, maybe trophies or something, but I don't think they're a problem in general. Discus love them. Some people are like, you can't feed them to discus. They'll blow it up. You have problems. I never had a problem. And I fed discus bloodworms heavily without a problem. Real stinks. Are you pleco challenged? Need plecos? I have blue eyed lemons. I am pleco challenged. I'm just not ready. I, I'm not ready. <laughs> One day. I'm not there yet. Cubby love. Thank you for the detailed answer. You're welcome. And, uh, I'm glad you like it. Sometimes I worry that my answers are too detailed. Andrew Santiago got some full power and I'm wondering what would be the best way to use it in fish food. So there's two ways I think to use full power. So this is fulvic acid for those that are wondering. This is um, one of my secret weapons. Fulvic acid just really helps fish be healthy. And there's, it's not just me. There are scholarly articles on this that are peer reviewed uh, that you can read and, and see. If you dig into the literature, it's not just like Facebook lore. It's none of that. There's like scientific institutions have studied this. Anyway, universities have studied this. The way I do it is two ways. Either I'll take my blood worms or brine shrimp or mysis shrimp or whatever frozen food I'm feeding and I'll thaw it in the full power um, or with water and add a dab of full power to it like you would like a vitamin. Let it thaw in there and soak up those the fulvic acid and then feed it. And the other way I do it is when I mix the rapashi, sometimes I'll mix some full power into the rapashi and then the rapashi sets and gels up and I feed that. So those are the two ways that I use it. I know you can also use it in a bath, meaning you just add it to the aquarium itself, but that would take a lot of that stuff and it's pretty expensive. So I prefer to add it to the food. Diana Connor. Are the pygmy quarries available now? The pygmy quarries will be available Friday. The um, So I got a batch from the same supplier. Previously, that batch is pretty much sold out. I have a couple odds and ends still, but it's pretty much sold out. Um, I got a new batch from that supplier a week and a half ago. So they will be available Friday. They're doing great. So I think we'll be just fine listing them on Friday. In fact, let me, I should do this. People were wondering what's going to be available Friday. Let me see if I can just find that real quick to tell folks. So I'll be listing new things Friday. I'm going to try to get a little new fish tour video out on Friday as well. So you can actually see them. Um, but with rendering times and all that, sometimes I can't actually get it live. Even if I make the video Friday, sometimes I can't get it uploaded and rendered and live and stuff until Saturday, but I'll try my best. Hang on one moment. Um, let me find this, uh, actual, Seer, that was the batch from, when was this? The, the 8th or the 9th? Let me find that one. 6, 8, 6. Okay, here we go. I think, is this the one? No. Okay, I'll try one more little thing here. I, I wasn't should have been prepared to do this. I should have known people would have wanted that. Um, shipping. Okay. Sorry. I know I'm making bad TV right now. Um, oh, shipment. Sorry. 
I'm trying to find something here in my uh, drive, which will help us out. There it is. Here we go. So here's what's coming available on Friday. So the orange sparkled or sparkled orange Madaka rice fish, platinum white Madaka rice fish, um, Corydoras barbatus, Corydoras septentrionalis, the northern longnose, um, a new batch of gardener killifish. Unfortunately, there's like no males in it. So I'm going to do like five breeding groups and I'm, <laughs> so I bought a batch of Fundalopanchax gardneri. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. We're on the right screen. I bought, I think a hundred of them had like seven males. So I was like, man, that's weird. Cause that hasn't happened before recently. So then I, I bought a new batch and I'm like, okay, that's a fluke. Nope. The new batch had like two males in it. So, um, <laughs> so I've only got a few. If you want female gardener, I, I'm, as soon as I'm sold out of these breeding groups, I'll be listing the females because I've got a bajillion of them, which is great if you're trying to breed them in large numbers, but uh, it's hard to sell females just by themselves. Anyway, Corridoras pygmaeus, Corridoras weitzmanii, um, blue, German blue rams, gold white clouds, and um, that's it. I have some rhinogobius, some white cheek rhinogobius, but I'm going to wait a bit on them. I think they might need... Uh, So they're doing well, but they came in in fairly bad shape. So I just want to give them a little more love before we let them go. Okay, aquatics. Does Indonesia not have plecos? They do. They have a ton of plecos. Um, I'm just super nervous about bringing them in, uh, but they do. Is it time? Do I just need to be like, is this the order where I do it? Let me think on it. It's just a big commitment. It's a big financial commitment to bring in L number plecos. It's massive. And then I look at what people sell them for and I'm like, is the margin there? Can I do it? I'll think about it. I'll think about it a lot. But yes, the supplier from Indonesia does have a lot of awesome plecos. They're super expensive. Verena Guy, your success is our success. Thanks. It genuinely makes me exceedingly happy to see you thrive. I appreciate that. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. And uh, that's how it should be. It should be that a business that does this is doing well because their customers are doing well, because then we're growing the industry. We're not, we're not attenuating the growth of the industry by just making it so that people that get fish have all the fish die and just quit in frustration. So yeah, this it's how it should be. And I hope it continues. It's, it's crazy. Like how much we're growing, how quickly it is crazy. And I'm collecting the data and with COVID and stuff, it's made it so that I'm about six months behind in the data collection, but I crunched some numbers and like last week, no lie. Last week I compared the numbers with, the same week from a year before, um, we had increased by over 900%, almost a thousand times what we were doing before. Now that's exceptional. I, I released a whole bunch of cool stuff, <laughs> right? So people were like, yeah, in a year, uh, the same week a year ago, I might not have had any new stuff released. So it's not apples and oranges precisely, but it's it's growing very quickly. And I'm I'm pleased because I've literally put everything I have into this 
and if it failed, I'd get up and, and figure it out and move on. But this is what I love. So figuring out how to do this for a living and having it actually working, um, this makes me happy. Like right now I'm dead tired. I've been putting on super long days over and over and over again, but I'm super happy. So I can take the tired. It's fine. It's not a stress tired. It's not a tired and hate my life. It's a tired and get to do what I love. And that'll, that'll get mitigated as once the data is collected and I'm, if the data says, yes, it makes sense to go whole hog and build a large warehouse and, and do this on a scale, it makes an impact in the industry, which I think it is going to say based on everything I've learned up to this point. Um, then the tired will continue for a bit, but then I'll be able to have the team and stuff and um, maybe, maybe cut things down a bit. But right now it's early days and new businesses just take a lot. Dragon Layer, my local pet co got some adult bristlenose, common brown ones in, and they're selling them for 40 bucks each. I needed females, but not at that price. Um, Dragon Layer, if you need common bristlenose, I've got them. I don't have them listed because I just use them for algae control in my own tanks, but I have extra. I can't sex them. They're not old enough, but I'd sell you some for a lot less than 40 bucks each if you want to email me, Dan at Dan's Fish. If you truly need one and can't find them anywhere else. Also, though, I, I feel like Get Gills, there's got to be someone already selling them on Get Gills we could support. Um, well, let's do Pleco. Let's see here. There's some clown Plecos. Those are cool. Yeah, okay, so you can get Super Reds for 20 bucks. Albino Longfins for 25 <laughs> Um, let's see here. Bristle nose, four dollars. Here you go. There you are. Four bucks. Ten times less. Now I don't know if they'll be able to sex them. And maybe she's maybe they're expensive because they're just like big breeders or something, but 40 bucks for a common ple bristle nose pleco? Wowzer. Alright. Bonnie W. My only complaint about you is that you put out a video about how awesome Florida flagfish are and showed us how much they were breeding and I got all excited and now you don't have them. Yes, I know. Florida. Hey, I even said the name of that fish right this week. Jeez. Nope, none on Get Gills right now. They're a fish near and dear to my heart. Um, maybe I'll try them again another time. I just worry about them in my soft water. It's the same thing as with like the Lake Tanganyikans, where I haven't jumped onto them. I love Lake Tanganyikan cichlids. I think they're so unique. In the the um, Lamprichthys tanganyikanus, the Tanganyikan lampi killifish is one of my favorite of all time. But just I feel like my water's not perfect for them. Petsotics. You care, you love fish, you do business to the best of your knowledge, ability. You're still here, you're doing something right. Yeah, so far could all change tomorrow, but even COVID didn't kill us. Um, I am nervous a little bit about the economy. I feel like it's, I mean, I'm not an economist, but I feel like with all the hurting we've put on, I don't know if we've actually seen the ramifications of that yet on people. And so um, I am nervous that as our economy catches up, to the shutdown 
and what happened there actually starts rolling in and taking effect. I'm nervous about that. Um, so it's not all joy and roses and tripping through the daisies. There is some real worry that if a massive percentage of the nation ends up being without work because there aren't, because a ton of businesses closed or, you know, stuff like that, then that's, that could affect things. So yeah, I'm, I'm so curious. I wish I could know what the ride would have been without COVID. Like I'm growing it this much with COVID. If we hadn't had COVID, what, how much more would it have been? Like, I wish I, there's no way to know, but I wish there was a way to figure that out. Dan's Aquarium, what size tank would I need for an Oscar? As two different shops told me two different sizes. I said a two foot tank and another said three. Oh, no, you need something much bigger than that. Um, I don't think I would put an Oscar in anything less than, okay, so you want something that's, I would say two foot deep so that the Oscar can turn around without a problem. 18 inches might work, but you're kind of shoehorning it. I mean, you could do a 125 gallon, um, but I really think you want something two feet front to back. So the fish can turn around easily when it's full grown and not like rub its tail in its nose or whatever, right? I think that's the move, at least a two foot tank. And then I'd say this fish is going to get, I don't know, I've seen them. I didn't measure it, but I want to say 14 inches or so. I've seen big ones and they're fat. And so even a four foot tank for a full grown Oscar might be too small. I, ideally, I would say like two foot deep by like five or six feet long would be a, a good one for a forever home. That means that I'm sure there's people here that I'm not judging. Like I'm sure there's people here have perfectly happy Oscars and tanks that are different dimensions, but that two foot depth front to back, that's pretty important, I think. Small fry aquatics, importing hype and citrus or oddball and citrus is worlds apart from grabbing tank race plecos from the States. Be afraid, be very afraid. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. Here's, here's the thing. There's always, um, and that's about the end. Okay. So don't forget, I haven't forgotten the giveaway. I haven't forgot we're close. <laughs> um, there is a percentage of shipments that when I import fish that just, there's a percentage of fish that just aren't going to do well. It's just math, right? There's a bell curve and there's outliers. If I do this order and I drop the money it requires to import fancy L number plecos in the quantity necessary for import, and those happen to be the fish that don't do well, that's going to be a problem. That's hard to recover from. And I'm not even talking about the value of the fish's life as a living thing we respect. I'm just talking about just dollars, just math, right? Um, and so, yes, I want to get to the point where I could do that. But right now I'm small. So if you'll notice, if you look at my store, I don't have a lot of like, I don't sell stuff that's like, this is $300. You know, I don't do that. I'm I'm gradually adding more things that are gradually a little more expensive, but it has to be gradual. As the company makes money, I can roll more money into the company. By the way, that's what I'm doing. 
I'm paying myself the same as I paid myself last year. It's ramen wages. Um, we are growing and doing more business, but it's all rolling back into the company at this point. And it's going to be that way for a while. So I can gradually do that, but I have to make sure the math makes sense that, okay, now I can go up to this level. Okay. Now I can do some at this level and, and all that. And yeah, I, I'm nervous about the plecos. I just am. Um, all right. Let me get to the, <laughs> to the super chats. <laughs> I did that. I switched. Okay. Here's what I did. I <laughs> I switched here and this is what I was greeted with. <laughs> I just saw a bunch of poop. <laughs> Ginger grapes. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I needed that. Apparently, I've become Bob Steenfont, and everyone is sending me poop emojis for the last couple weeks. <laughs> Kayla's Aquatics throwing out five bucks. Boom, boom. Thanks, Kayla's Aquatics. I appreciate it. Always have. You know how much you're valued here. Thanks so much. Ginger Graves, 99 cent turd, 99 cent turd, and 99 cent poop. I just, hang on, let me see if I can, I, I have trouble. It doesn't let me scroll down and see if there was a comment. Ginger, if you left a comment with your latest bowel movement there, um, I'm sorry I can't see it, but thanks for all the fecal matter. It makes my heart sing. Um, oops, that's what I meant to do. Yeah, so, but just to show you guys, like, this last, so Ginger left three that I see. And I'm trying to scroll down to see this one, right? Because I want to see if she left a note, but I, I literally can't. So I'm sorry about that. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> thanks so much. Um, one more and then we'll move on. Deuce, the noob. The, the 10 kaiathits I got from you are the biggest. Honestly, it seems like the 10 regular size zebras are the most food aggressive. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, zebra uh, danios are super food aggressive. Yeah. But I still think the CPDs could do it. You just got to just gotta be aware. You got to help them not get out competed for the food. Yep. Okay. So let's go ahead and um, <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and do the giveaway here. If I missed your question or comment, I apologize. It's never on purpose. Sometimes chat jumps and I literally can't scroll up far enough to see it. The, the chat won't let me. Um, and sometimes we just run out of time. If you have a question or comment that's like important and I didn't get to it, you can email me, dan at dancefish.com. And um, sometimes it takes me a little while to get to it, but I eventually will get to it. And um, yeah, so it's just never on purpose. I don't want anyone to think like if I didn't get your question or comment that I was like, oh, no, not that one. I'm going to move on to something better. Nothing, nothing like that. Um, okay, the giveaway. Let's do that. Here we go. Giving away some Bolivian Rams and the winner is Gnarly Fish Tanks GT Aquatics. All right, GT Aquatics, you have won some Bolivian Rams. So you have about a minute to chime in and tell us that you're here and that you, yeah, that you're here basically. And then if you would email me, dan at dancefish.com, um, by, by midnight tonight would be wonderful. And, 
just your first and last name and your mailing address. I'll send them out to you uh, next week. So congratulations. Maybe. <laughs> Congrats if you're here. I love that. Gnarly fish tanks. Throwback to the 70s. So Bryce, if you're here, if you're Bryce's friend, send him a message. He's got uh, 10 more seconds. Any luck? Nothing yet. Nothing yet. Oh, it's been a while since we've had to do. Oh, he's here. You, you were just you're doing that for dramatic effect, weren't you? <laughs> Either that or sometimes I'm like someone's out there doing water changes and it's like up to their shoulders in a tank, like planting some plants or something. And then they hear they want it's like, crap, I'm going to get out, dry off, get to my phone or whatever. I, I totally get it. Uh, Gnarly Fish Tank, send me an email, dan at dancefish.com. First and last name and mailing address. And I'll make that happen for you. Thanks for playing. Um, thanks to my mods as always. I love you guys. Sincerely, I appreciate you. Uh, everyone that left a super chat, always appreciated, never required, but it does make Brenda, my wife, super happy. Everyone that left comments and questions, that's awesome. It, it gives me something to reply to and makes the chat lively. And I appreciate the feedback and the camaraderie I get with you guys. Thanks so much. You lurkers, I'm in the Lurker Nation as well. Everyone watching on the replay, thanks for being here. Until next Wednesday at 7 p.m., um, I hope you have a good one. And I wait, before I sign off, Sending everyone over to Pam Punchy Paints, one of my amazing moderators, will be going next, I'm assuming, about 9 p.m. So if you want more fish talk and some really funny stories and some uh, uncouth stuff that will make you chuckle, check out, uh, I want to say 54 Punchy, Punchy Paints, a.k.a. Not Candy. All right, until next Wednesday, see you guys. Have a good one. Um, Bye-bye.